So, I'm reading from a book that is called Kol Agadot Israel, the true history and tales of the people of Israel, ancient, ancient Midrashim. And the chapter is called Hamilchama Hagdola, the great, la grand war, the great war. So, year of 105 to the life of Yaakov, when Yaakov Avinu, our father, was 105. It's the ninth year um, to the time that the children of Yaakov and his children sat in the land of Canaan when they came from Padan And Yaakov went with his children in those days from Hebron. And they went towards Shechem, and they sat in that field of Raham that, um, that uh, Yaakov bought from Chamor Avi Shechem, Chamor, the father of Shechem, before Shimon and Levi beat their city, avenged the, the rape of their sister Dina. So all the kings of the Canaanim and the Emorim heard that Yaakov and his children came back to Shechem and settled. So they said to themselves, was it not enough that the children of Yaakov hit, like, oh, had a fight with the, with, the, with the settlers of that city? Now they came also to inherit and to beat all the 300 people men and women who lives over there and to inherit them. They, like, they, it was not enough for them that they came to fight once, now they want to fight again. So all the kings of Canaan gathered all together to fight with Yaakov and his children. So a king named Yashuv, that he was the king of an area that called Tapuach, sent a message to all the kings that were around him to Elon, the king of Gash, and to Pasusai Melech, the king of Sartan, and to Lavan, the king of Bet Horon, and to Shavir from Machnaima. To all those kings, he sent messengers to say, Alu Elai, come and help me, and we're going to defeat Yaakov Ha'ivri, Yaakov, the Hebrew, and his children, and we'll take all their, the, that belongs to them. Because he came to Shechem to kill everyone. Yaakov didn't do anything. <laughs> Yaakov just came with his children and settled in a land that they bought from Hamor, the father of Shechem. And he just came to live there. Like nothing happened. It was his land. No, he came to kill us. Like their fears are waking the demons in their brains, in their minds, in their imaginations. And they're calling all the kings to come and to help them to fight with Yaakov the innocent, Yaakov Tam, and his children that came to settle in a land that they bought, paid and bought. So all the kings came with their camps, with their soldiers, gigantic population, like the sand of the sea. And they all um, parked in front of the city of Tapuach that we mentioned, one of the cities. When they were divided to seven camps, and they sent a letter to Yaakov and his children to say, come out and we're going to see each other face to face. Means let's fight. 
and we're going to avenge the revenge that be, the, for the people of Shechem that you murdered and that you inherit, that you took their land. If you remember, the revenge was because that the son, the children of Shechem, the son of uh, because of Shechem, the son of Hamor, raped Dina, and because that he raped their sister, they decided to revenge. So they did. So now they want to fight with them for avenging the humiliation and pain of their sister. Okay. And now you came to kill the rest of us. That was, that was their blame. So the children of Yaakov heard that tale, that letter, and they were very upset. Took their weapons, took their workers, 112 people together, only 112 people in front of seven armies, seven camps. And they all went towards those kings that gathered up against them. And Yaakov went with them, and they all stood in a place called Tel Shechem, Shechem Mountain. And Yaakov, by the way, all those places that you can, Tel Shechem, you can find it. It's like, it's here. Like all those places, Tapuach, all those villages, all those countries, all those cities, all those areas, it's like right under our noses. So Yaakov saw the kings and their many soldiers, big soldiers. So he spread his arms in prayer to Hashem and said, Adonai Elohei Avinu, Ata, you are the God of our fathers and we are your creations. Now may your kindness will increase upon us, our God Elohim, and save us in your great mercy from the hands of our enemies that are coming to fight against us. Because you, Hashem, has the power and the strength, and no one can stop you from saving plenty or small amounts of people. But if you want to take our souls, Hashem, like immediately, he's full of faith. If you want to take us, if you came to kill us, Hashem, so you take our souls in the hands of your angels with your great mercy. But don't give us to the hands of the kings of the Emorim, that we will not fall in their hands. When Yaakov finished praying to Adonai, to Hashem, the land was shaking and the sky was like started to like got covered with clouds and the sun became dark and great voices of thunders started to be heard. And all the kings were terrified and scared. And there was a big noise, fear of death. And while they were moving right and left, not knowing what to do, Hashem brought a sound of vehicles, of many, many horses, gigantic camps of army running. Suddenly they heard the sounds of hundreds and thousands of horses and chariots coming towards them. And nothing goes on. So the kings were terrified from the children of Yaakov, great fear. And they stood and they were not able to fight. They were not like able to grab their weapons. They were just terrified. In that time, the children of Yaakov came closer to the soldiers and, and the soldiers saw them and the kings saw them and they were terrified even more than they were before. And they wanted to run away from Yaakov. But 
they were ashamed to run away from the Hebrews twice. So that so they stood. They were terrified. They were afraid, but didn't want it to be ashamed. Their pride was too big for them to surrender, to run away. And when the children of Yaakov came in front of those kings and their armies, they were seemed as if they are plenty. And the children of Yaakov cried and called Hashem and said, Hashem, save us and answer our prayers because our trust is in you and that we shall not die in the hands of those who stood up against us today. So the children of Yaakov took their weapons in their hands. They took their swords and their spears and came to fight. And Yehuda, the head of the tribes, he took 10 people with him and ran with them before ahead of his brothers, ahead before of his siblings. He ran first. So the king Yashuv, the king of Tapuach, saw Yehuda running to the fight, and he ran towards him with his army first against Yehuda. When Yehuda saw him, a flame of rage flamed him from within, and he wanted to fight. And Yashuv was a very strong, powerful soldier that was covered from head to toe with metal armor. And he was riding the knight's horse and shooting arrows with both hands to like forward and backwards. He was able to shoot with both hands in front of him and to the back. In, and that was the way that he was fighting in all his wars. And he was never missing the target. But when Yashuv started shooting his arrows that were sharp towards Yudah, Hashem made a wonder and all the arrows fell into the hearts of his own soldiers. When Yashuv saw that, the king Yashuv saw that, he was wondering and he said, okay, I need to come closer to Yudah and to kill him with my sword. And when there was a distance of 15 feet between Yaakov, between Yehuda and Yashuv, Yehuda jumped with his great power, lift a great rock in his arm, and hit Yashuv, the king, on his shield. Yashuv was terrified and was very shaken from that and fell off his horse, and the shield that Yehuda hit fell off Yashuv from the hands of Yashuv and was thrown 15 feet away from him and fell in front of the second camp, the second army. When the king saw Yehuda, that was so great and powerful that he was able to hit the king Yashuv so badly, they were very scared and gathered to the camp of Yashuv to scare Yehuda and to make him afraid for Yehuda to run away. So the second camp joined the first camp, and now they're fighting back. They're going against Yehuda, and Yehuda is standing alone. So Yehuda took out his sword from his belt and started fighting with the camp of Yashuv. Forty people who were surrounding him were terrified from the power of Yehuda, and they all ran away from him. When Yashuv saw that he is alone, because he was just hit by a rock, but he was still like 
okay, but found himself alone, he strengthened himself to stand in front of Yehuda and fight with him. So he took his spear that was very sharp to Yehuda to hit Yehuda on his head. But Yehuda was fast and put his shield above his head and the spear did not touch his head, just only hit the shield alone and broke the shield in half. When Yehuda saw that he lost his shield, he pulled out his sword and hit Yashuv's ankles and cut them and wounded them badly until Yashuv fell down to the ground and his spear fell from his hand. When Yehuda saw that, he took the spear of Yashuv and cut the head of Yashuv and threw it towards the, his wounded legs. When the children of Yaakov saw what that Yehuda did to Yashuv, they all ran towards the battle against those kings. They were inspired by the heroic power and bravery of Yehuda, and they all joined the battle. And they fought with great strong arm, risking themselves badly. And they were chopping and cutting right and left. Killed 15,000 soldiers that fought against them. Remember, we were talking about 112, 115. How many? That was the amount. And now killing 15,000 people. And then when Yehuda took off the armor of Yashuv from him, the nine ministers, like main generals of Yashuv, came back to fight with Yehuda. And Yehuda took that rock and hit the first one who stood against him and broke his head and he fell from his horse down to the ground. All the ones who left the other eight generals saw the greatness of Yehuda and were very scared and ran away. And Yehuda ran after them and caught them and beat them. When the soldiers and the king saw the greatness and power of Yehuda and his brothers, their heart started melting and they wanted to run away from the battle and, and, and to disappear. But so they called their kings and their ministers and commanded them to stand. Like, let's, let's take decisions. Let's see what we're going to do. But there was no one to listen because the terror and fear, great fear was shocking them very much that they did not know how to give an advice for themselves from fear. And the children of Yaakov, after hitting the camps of the kings, came back to Yehuda and told him what happened to them, that Hashem made a great salvation for them in their war against the soldiers of the kings. And then in that time, Levi saw the king of Ayalon and the king of Gash approaching them with his soldiers. So Levi ran towards him with 12 people from the workers of Yaakov, his father. And he fought against Ayalon and overpowered him and his soldiers and defeated them badly. In that time, a king that his name was Zirori, the king of Shiloh, came to help the king Ayalon. 
And Yaakov saw that, that there was a great war against his son, Levi, from the back. They started to attack him from behind. So Yaakov himself pulled the bow that was in his hand and hit in an arrow Zerori the king and killed him. And when Zerori the king of Shiloh died, all the other four kings that, was with, that were with him ran away, them and their generals, their main soldiers, because they said to themselves, who now will be able to stand against the Hebrews that defeated the three kings and their great ministers? And the children of Yaakov chased them till the gate of the city Chatzor. Also Chatzor is one of the places here in the Holy Land of Israel. I'm just wondering until when the, 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 those fakers will continue claiming for, for, the, for the land um, belongs to them. Like which piece of history are they holding to claim that this land belongs to them when all the books of our history is describing our great legacy and how we conquered and, and, and paid for this great land in blood. So the children of Yaakov chased them to the gate of the city of Chatzor and killed the kings and their ministers in great ways. And Yaakov was pulling the bow and arrow against the kings who were running away from them. And also Piraton, the king of Choser, and Pesusai, the king of Sartan. And also Lavan, the king of Bet Choron, and Shavir, the king of Machanaim. In that day, from the workers and soldiers of Yaakov, three men died. In all that great war, three soldiers of the Hebrews died. Not from the children of Yaakov, for sure, just from the workers, from people who were in the camp of Yaakov. And Yehuda, the head of the tribes, was very upset for the loss of those three people. The people of Yehuda, the Jewish people, they care for their people. They cannot stand the death of one of their siblings. It's not something that life of a Jew is not something that we can spare. It's not something cheap in our eyes. It's very precious. It's in the heart of ours, and we got that from Yehuda our father. So he created a new battle against the soldiers of the kings that ran into the city Chatzor. And Yehuda and his brothers went towards the walls of that city. And the soldiers came towards Yehuda and his brothers. And who came? Four heroes that were great soldiers and stood in the entrance of the gate and their swords in their hands. And they did not let the children of Yaakov enter into the city. So Naphtali, one of the children of Yaakov, ran super fast and stood among them and started hitting with his sword two of them and killed them very fast and turned towards the other two and they ran away. And he chased them, caught them, hit them and killed them. So Naphtali alone killed those four warriors and came back from hitting those two heroes, the other two heroes, 
joined his brothers and they came into the gate. When they came through the gate, they saw a second wall to the city and they were looking for the entrance of that wall and they couldn't find it. So Yehuda climbed and jumped above the wall and after him, Shimon and Levi. And those three jumped from above the fence, above the, the wall into the city and fought against the people of the city, the ones who lived inside. And the roar of the scream of the ones who fell in that war was heard to the children of Yaakov that were still outside. So Dan and Naphtali, two children of Yaakov, climbed the, as well on the wall to see what is the great voice of shouting. And they heard the people of the city saying, everyone that are in the city, take uh, like chase them, chase them, but don't, but but don't kill them. So Yehuda and Shimon and Levi wanted to take one step back, even because the war was very great and they were only three. So they joined their brothers and went out of the city. In the second day, the children of Yaakov came to the city called Sartana because they heard that the people of Sartan are gathering to fight with them. And Sartan was a very tall city, very well-guarded city. And around it, there was a, 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 a pond. There was like a, a digging around it, like a, like a, like a um, English. Yes, take your time. A ditch. A moat. A moat. So its size was of 20 feet and its length was 25 feet. And no, that's its depth. And the children of Yaakov saw that. What? I need help. A moat. A moat. Okay. And they looked for a way to cross it and they couldn't find it. There was no bridge and no place to pass. And, the, and because the people of the city of Sartan were, were afraid of the children of Yaakov, so they took off the bridge. They, like they, they, they pulled the bridge at night and they took it into the city. So all the people who lived in the city were climbing the wall and they were like um, arrogant. They were thinking to themselves, oh, look, the children of Yaakov are looking for the entrance to the city, but they cannot come in. So they started cursing and, and swearing the children of Yaakov from the walls. And when the children of Yaakov heard that disgrace and all the mocking and cursings, they were very upset, jumped and all together crossed that, I don't remember. Moat. 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 What, what is that word? Are you using it? Like people are using this word? It's a it's word okay. that they use to describe. It goes around all the castles and all the storybooks. Yeah. I'm happy that you understand it, Bokashi. I'm super happy for you guys. Thank God for your great vocabulary. 
in the Hollywood movies that I saw, I, I don't recall that word being used. But my memory is not so perfect, so it's okay. So they all jumped above it and crossed the, the 20, ama, 20 feet in their great power. And when the people of the city Sartan saw that great thing, they were very, very scared because it never happened before that the person will be able to fly like a bird 20 feet and they didn't know what to do. While the children of Yaakov came into the gates of the city that were sealed and closed. But when they started to break the doors of metal, and so the people of the city of Satan threw great boulders, rocks from above the, the wall, and shot arrows towards them. When Yehuda saw that, he climbed on the wall to the east of the city, came and God, one of the children of Yaakov, joined him. And they came from the back corner of the city to the west. And Shimon and Levi went to the north, and Dan and Reuven went to the east. When the people standing on the wall saw that great thing, that the children of Yaakov are already on the wall, they were terrified and went into the city and started hiding. In that time, Yisachar and Naphtali broke the metal door, burst into the city and fought with its settlers and fought with them and no one was able to stand against them. I can continue telling you about the battles of the children of Israel and I want to announce you and just to let you know, this is simple history. This is the truth. Those are the great wars that Hashem fought for the children of Israel, for the children of Yaakov. And those great wars are imprinted and carved in our subconscious, in our deep, deep awareness. We know who we are. We know what we stand for. Our faith is solid. When Yaakov was lying on his deathbed, and his children gathered around him. He looked at them, and he was looking for, 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 for faith. He wanted to strengthen himself, to have hope. He felt that he was about to die. And then the children of Yaakov looked at him and said, Shema Israel, listen, Israel, the name of Yaakov, our father, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad, the same God that you believe in him, that he is the oneness, that he is one, he is our God. Don't worry. Their faith was complete. All the children of Yaakov held that complete faith that they have been blessed to learn and receive from Yaakov, their father. So Yaakov said, Baruch Shem Kevod Marchuto Olam Thank you, Hashem, and may your memory and knowing you will be a blessing for forever, for everyone, that everyone will know you. And that's how Yaakov went back to heaven. The soul of the children of Yaakov until today are holding those treasures within them. That's why we had the strength and power to hold on and to survive great wars and horrible exile of 2,000 years
while all the nations that were fighting with us from the early history is already gone. And there is no memory and no, like, only, only in archaeology you can find some, like, recollection of, of, of their existence. But you don't have people that will say, we are the Emorim, or we are the Plishtim, or we are the Kna'anim, we are the Chiti. No, you don't have them. They're not here anymore. They just spread around and there was no glue to attach them and to connect them to reality and for them to have something to stand for. The Greeks that live today in Greece are not the same Greeks that fought with us. The people who live in Rome are not the same people, the Roman people who fought against the people of Israel 2,000 years ago. It's not the same people. Those are travelers and merchants that came and crossed the seas and settled and built new cities upon the ruins of the old ones that had been destroyed and demolished by new conquerors and new armies that came and destroyed one the other. But the people of Israel, the children of Israel, and mainly the Jewish people survived great exile because they have great faith. They have great love. They have great connection. And that is the power that holds us together. And we were able to come back after 2,000 years of exile from four wings of the universe looking so different after such travels, after so many decrees and pains and, and horrible wars and, and, and horrible situations that we went through. And to come back to the land of Israel and to reunion, to become one again, like that it's written on the people of Israel, that when they received the Torah, they were parking in front of Mount Sinai as one person with one heart. They were united. That's how they had the vessel to receive the wisdom of Torah. When we gathered back here in the Holy Land of Israel, people from Morocco, from Yemen, from Iraq, people from Poland, from Germany, from Russia, from Holland, from England, from the U.S., gathered Jewish people back to their homeland, reunited with the old people that still survived and lived and kept Zion, because there was always a Jewish um, settling in the land of Israel. Even in the hardest periods of time, there were very observant and like super orthodox Jewish people that lived among the nations that traveled in and out to the Holy Land of Israel. And even in years of poverty and, and years of, 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 of drought and, and years of war, the Jewish people were always praying towards Zion always hoping to come to Yerushalayim. You have so many tales and stories and letters from amazing Jewish people, if they were rabbis, if they were just um, people that the love to the land of Israel brought them to visit the Holy Land in their travels, in their business 
uh, travels and if they were rabbis with great intentions to come and visit the Holy Land and in their letters they're coming and finding the ruins of the temple and finding the, the, the Western Wall and finding the, the, the holy sites of the righteous ones, the grave of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai and the graves in Tzfat and all the and the and the graves um, of our ancestors in Hebron, the Ramban um, passed away in Hebron when he came and 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 walked in the Holy Land of Israel, and the students of the Baal Shem Tov that that put all their might, all their power, big beautiful communities that traveled very harsh times. And, and storms in the ocean, in boats, in ships, came towards the land of Israel, even though that they were threatened by the Turkish people and by the British and by other populations that tried to conquer and possess the land of Israel. And in each generation, we are making the effort and putting all our power, risking our lives and putting it all in the hands of our maker to make it safely to the promised land that was promised and given by the maker of the universe to our ancestors, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Yaakov, not to Ibrahim and uh, Mas'ud and uh, Jehennem, only to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Yaakov, and to Moshe, and to David, and Shlomo, and on their legacy, and on their tradition, we are stabilizing ourselves and by the merit of those great ancestors, the merit of our great prophet, we're counting and most confident that the great salvation is about to come. And all our prayers and all our tears and all the bloodshed is being seen in front of the maker. And he hears the cry of the innocent and he knows of his children, how much we went through and how much we are still going through, how much pain and how much sorrow and how much grief and how we still hold our end and how hard we all are and how good and innocent and nice and kind and patient we are. And the maker of the universe will answer our prayers like he answered our ancestors back then and fight our enemies like he fought for them. And in our days, the temple will be rebuilt and the great salvation and great redemption will take place in the world and the resurrection of the dead and the coming of the true Mashiach, Mashiach Tzidkenu, in our days while our enemies are running away, disappearing in darkness. Amen. May it be his will. Thank you. Tomorrow, we have another session. We have another class tomorrow, Bezat Hashem. A great conversation, a great meeting on controversial topics with Ira Michelson, Rabbi Ira Michelson, and Rod Reuven Bryant, my good friends, that we have great history and, uh, and great relationship. And you're more than welcome to join us. It's going to be very interesting. 
you might learn something. Who knows? Thank you so much for joining us today and yesterday. And hopefully tomorrow we're going to see you again. And may the blessing of Hashem hover upon you all, heal you from within, support you, stabilize you, bring happiness and health, mental stability, and all you need to you and to all your loved ones. Amen. Can you hear that song? Emuna Project is a non-profit organization. To support this work, please make a purchase from our online store or donate through emuna.com. Thank you. My new book, Return to Your Root, is now on Amazon and emuna.com.